Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel TV episodes as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert. Welcome to Scrawl Season, our official Secret Invasion After Show podcast. I am Zach Perlstein, the editor-in-chief of the Boardwalk Times. Joining me today and making his debut on the Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel podcast is Klein Felt, a senior editor at The Direct and one of the hosts of Reckless Rebellion. Welcome to the pod, Klein. Hello, how you doing, Zach? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to like be on a different show. I love jumping around and guesting all these different shows and spreading the great word of the direct.com and getting to talk about Secret Invasion. I mean, it's it's crazy. It feels like it's been so long since we've gotten a Marvel series. We've been living in the Star Wars world for quite a while, but it's actually happening and it's almost over. <laughs> like we're like it's we got 2 weeks left. It's crazy how fast it has come and went, essentially. It's like like what you just said. We didn't have a Marvel series for the longest time, and then it's now almost over. And I still can't believe it's just like happened. It doesn't even feel like it's happening right now. I don't know if you feel the same, but like to me. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. it, it feels especially weird for me because I – um, I just got married, uh, went on a honeymoon for two weeks, and I didn't yeah. get to watch the first two episodes of Secret Invasion as they aired. So I got back at the beginning of last week, watched the first two episodes in at the airport, actually, and then the next day woke up and watched the third episode. So like I got half the show in less than 12 hours, <laughs> really. Um, and then have this is the first week that I feel like I've actually like am with the rest of the world watching it but it it does feel like it was very uh like an exponential graph although the opposite because now it's like gonna slow down for me after i got half the series in a day for sure and like i feel like that's what happens with a lot of these like marvel series like if people get screeners like i i obviously i can't relate to that that's something i'm still wanting to get but it's like all these people who do get the screeners and like because they're, they're only six episodes it's like you, like what do you do you watch half the series and then like you're kind of in limbo for like that period of time yeah for sure no it's uh it's the uh heavy is the head that wears the crown i guess <laughs> i guess when it comes to the uh the world of writing about this sort of stuff and getting those screeners and having advanced notice and all of that for sure and like this i don't know about you klein but secret invasion I think when it was first announced at the Disney Investor Day back in 2020, I was over the moon. I was ecstatic for it. I thought I was like, I cannot believe they're doing this as a Disney Plus series. And I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick. Were you the same way? Was this like one of your most anticipated Marvel Disney Plus series? Or were you more like take it or leave it like, oh, this is cool, more Marvel. But you're like, eh, doesn't really matter as much as some of the others. So I'm like ride or die MCU. I will, I have the season's ticket basically. Like I yeah. will sit down and watch anything they do at this point. Um, the, Those results have varied, especially since Endgame. Uh, there has been some high highs. There's been some low lows. Secret Invasion for me was a bit of an unknown quantity when it was announced, to be honest. I'm a huge, like I'm a huge comics guy going back, but I'm not a big Marvel Universe comics guy. I I'm mm. really I was really big at in Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man was my dude, Ultimate Spider-Man shout out. Like I grew up reading that. And then I was a big DC fan. I read a lot of Batman, a little bit of Superman here and there, a bunch of Green Lantern. So Secret Invasion was a little bit of an unknown. And when it was announced, I remember like I remember that day and going and think like reading about what is Secret Invasion? What is this show? Because I know Secret Wars. I've heard of that before because I was such a big Ultimate guy and Secret Wars was kind of the like we're bringing together all of the universes and now they're going to fight, which is sick. And I can't wait for that movie, but um, secret invasion. I'm like, Oh, is it have anything to do with that? And it didn't, but reading about it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this could be something really special. This could be something really cool. This kind of like the way that I envisioned it was almost this like, like paranoid uh cold war almost feeling thriller where there's a there you never know who the enemy could be and and that's the like i love that kind of storytelling i mean i just went and saw mission impossible and like the new mission impossible is like that's one of the big things in the movie is that you don't you don't know who the enemy could be and i, I think that's really neat i am a little at, at first when i saw that it was going to be a series i thought awesome this could be 
I mean, at the time we didn't know, but this could be like the Andor of the MCU. Like this could be this kind of prestige HBO. Like mm. this is where you like, the, like this is where you really put forward the Marvel Studios miniseries idea of like, hey, this isn't going to be a show that we're going to get multiple seasons of. We're going to get six episodes. And we're going to put a whole lot of money into it. It's going to look great. And everything um, is going to be fantastic. Whether we've gotten that, we'll get into that as we get into the episode. But I was, I don't know, I was excited for a TV series because at that point, I didn't have the precedent of what Marvel Studios TV could even be, really. For sure. Um, And, and that excited me. I thought, like, oh, my gosh, like, give me this, I don't know, like, the Americans uh, or, like, this, like, the leftovers on HBO or something like that. Like, this really intriguing thriller-esque style show set within the uh, MCU. I totally agree with you. And I think the Andor comparison is totally worthy because I honestly, as we've gotten through these four episodes, I keep thinking to myself, man, this show should have been a one season, 12 episode type show. Like it should have been it, you, like what you said should have been the Andor of the MCU. But also when it comes to secret invasion, I did put up a poll on Boardwalk Times Twitter account and it was basically instead of a Disney Plus series, would you have rather Secret Invasion been an Avengers film, an entire saga, or which this is my hot take? I think Captain Marvel 2 could have been Captain Marvel's Secret Invasion, and we could have just pulled the Civil War. Could have been a big kind of crossover event. He's already kind of it. The Marvels is already kind of becoming a crossover with like Monica and Kamala. So I'm like, hey, why why don't we just kind of combine the storyline in there as well but we'll obviously get into it more but yeah that was my that that was my take though it's like ah, this secret invasion storyline is so good like that paranoia that whole who can you trust and i just don't think six episodes is enough to really like get that yeah. across oh for sure for sure i i, I think that it Definitely, this is one of those storylines that definitely has the or had the potential to be kind of a pseudo Avengers film, if not an Avengers film all on its own, um, because it is like, from what I know about the comic series, like it's a universe, or I guess Earth, but the the, the comic universe, Earth 616, spanning event, and you realize that, wait, some of these people that I've known and love and are perhaps imposters or what have you, or be, have been, are hiding off somewhere because they've been taken over by these scrolls. And we are going to, I mean, we've been getting a little bit of that in the series, but I don't feel like we've maybe necessarily gotten the A-list names that I would have thought that like a secret invasion um, kind of storyline would warrant. Like, I don't know, like, wouldn't it have been cool if it was like, uh, what's a one of the names like someone who's still in the universe, like a Tom Holland? I don't think that would ever happen, but like someone of that like ilk that's still in the MCU for revealed. sure. Or what if it was revealed long, long after? I mean, he's gone now in the universe, but whoa, like maybe Tony Stark was a scroll, like something like that. Whereas some of the things that the, the characters they have been using, it's kind of like okay, I I get it. Like this is this is a Disney Plus show, and maybe you don't have you can't bring in. Sure. whoever but i would have i don't know i'm i'm kind of revealing my thoughts on the series as a whole but like we'll, we'll get into it yeah no but like i agree with you 100 percent. i i think they really xed out the paranoia because i thought for sure when this series was going to happen that you would have been like well wait was black widow a scrawl or like is yelena belova a scrawl like you know you would have all these kind of people in the modern MCU now kind of being judged as are they scrolls or not? And like, just, it would have been more of that type of event. And it, it's just shocking that, you know, they describe this as a crossover event, but through the first four episodes, there really has not been any sort of crossover. There hasn't been, I mean, we knew Don Cheadle as Rhodey was going to be a part of this. So it's like, there isn't that crossover element. But yeah, no, I just can't really wrap my head around some of the decisions that have been made on Secret Invasion up until this point. But I think this is the perfect time now. We have to discuss our star ratings for episode four. 
of Secret Invasion. So I'm going to have you go first, Klein. Okay. Okay. How many stars <laughs> would you give episode four? Before we got on here, I was kind of joking with you. I, I'm really like, I have no idea even where in my head I would place this thing. I think I would give it, I think I'm probably the highest on this episode out of any of the four so far. Yeah. And I would still give it like a three or like a three and a half uh, if we're doing point fives here. I'm just like, this show feels like if it were like, if we were to break shows down to tears and there's like great shows and then there's good shows, I feel like this show is doing everything it can to like try and break that glass ceiling of the great shows, but is stuck being just like a solidly good show. And I can't even like, this doesn't make for very interesting podcasting, but I can't even pinpoint like why that is. I find that it is very cool as a series and like there are a lot of very cool elements but i can see the people in the boardroom like actively going like oh we'll do this because it is that's what the cool tv show does if that makes sense yeah yeah for um, sure i find the dialogue as a whole throughout the series especially in this episode is very um and i get that people don't talk normally in tv shows and movies like but this show particularly feels like the dialogue was written as a vessel to get to like a cool line. Like it is just mm, every conversation yeah. happens so that someone at the end of the conversation can either make like where it's full spoilers here, like the poem moment during the conversation with Sam Fury's or Nick Fury's wife. Like that to me feels like, oh, okay. Like this, the only reason this conversation happened is so we can get to that callback from earlier in the episode and, and the, I can like see the seams of the people in the boardroom going, oh, this is when this is when the audience will go, oh my God. But it it hasn't really happened for me no. yet. Uh, it just it feels like it's really, really trying to be something um instead of just being it. I totally agree with you. And I don't even know really what the issue is in this series. But to me, as far as I can tell, it's just like you have this loaded cast, you have this incredible premise. But then everything else right now is just whether it's the writing or the directing or just the overall scope of the series, it's just not clicking. I mean, like the actual story elements, in my opinion, aren't even clicking as well. But it's crazy that it's happening because your cast is stacked. It's loaded. And then your premise is incredible. So it's just it's difficult for me because I in the first two episodes of Secret Invasion, I, I gave it some good scores. I gave it like four stars and stuff. But it's like today, it's like I think the highest I could give this episode is three and a half just because it's just to me, the show hasn't really turned the corner yet. And the one thing you brought up that I really liked is it's doing what it's trying to do what the people in the boardroom think makes a good show like yeah. a great example of that is we are four episodes in three of the episodes have ended with someone dying someone being shot and laying on the ground bleeding out that's, well, that's one of those things yeah. like that's one of those like i can see the whiteboard and i can see breaking sure. bad with a big circle around it and it's like that like that is the the hbo the breaking bad thing it's the oh what do people like in these big dramatic thrilling series they love cliffhangers they love cliff okay so let's we need like every episode needs to have a cliffhanger and i just don't think that it's necessarily like worked especially because as you said, three of them have been people getting shot, one of which was one of the main characters who we know wasn't going to did like wasn't going to continue to be dead. Like we knew Amelia Clark. You don't bring in Amelia Clark, one of the biggest names in Hollywood right now, to be in three episodes of a series and then throw her to the wayside. <laughs> like that just that doesn't it, it's it's hard to get excited for a cliffhanger when the cliffhanger is one of those moments where it's like, well, that doesn't mean it. like this doesn't I know this doesn't mean anything. It's more of a, OK, how are we going to get out of this? For sure. And I think that Amelia Clark, uh, the guy being shot, I think that's the perfect kind of way to transition into this episode is that this episode 
starts with Gaia is alive. It's like you 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 saw that coming. She took the extremists, you know, whatever they did to get the extremists. Uh, She's a super scroll now. She went yeah. through whatever um, Gravik has. We we get like hints of his super scrolldom later in the episode. So I assume that, I mean, we've only seen the extremists so far, but I assume that everything else that comes with being a super scroll is is there. I'm sure she has. Maybe she can do the Groot arms as well. And um, there were a yeah. few other, like it, it, a couple episodes ago, you see on like a computer screen, it's like cycling through like, various powers that they could have so i'm sure we're gonna get that on full display um did you like that this happened like did you like that it wasn't because there was talk of maybe amelia clark maybe guy is dead but amelia clark in the series isn't like like maybe she comes back some way somehow did you like how this was handled honestly no i think there was potential for more i think the potential here would have been Gaia, the real Gaia, is up on Saber, and she goes by Abigail Brand. I just mm. think I and I get this is my fan brain talking, but there's a part of me that I'm like Amelia Clark is such a great actress that it's kind of driving me crazy that she's just sort of Gaia right now <laughs> that she's that just she, a scroll <laughs> yeah she's just you know she's just a super scroll she's talos's daughter i mean it's just not i don't know man i just feel like if she would have been abigail brand or something like i think it just would have been a better like look better role kind of you know just would have established her more of a player going forward and that just might be my fan brain. It might just be my fan brain, but honestly, it's hard to, you know, watch her just be Gaia. I mean, you know, so I just think how they handled that was not the greatest. Like, I'm not upset by it by any means. Like it, it was still like, I mean, I would have been more upset if she was actually dead and like, it was just three episodes and it was just like a shock value thing. So I'm glad she is back, but there is going to always be a part of me that I'm like, oh, we, we we could be getting a bit more with her or like a bit more of a concrete role going forward. I think that there was maybe a better way to even if this is the ends to the like the means to the end, like even this this is where you were headed. I feel like there may have been a more effective way to at least make me as somebody who is skeptical, like question is she really dead? Who is that? Like maybe they open the episode and it's just Amelia Clark walking around or like doing whatever. And it's like, wait a second, but like, she's dead. What's going on? And then I'm sitting there questioning, Oh my gosh, is it an Abigail brand? Is it this person? Blah, 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 blah. And then maybe give me the reveal later in the episode that, Oh, she's a super scroll. She used the extremist heal heal herself. One of my biggest pet peeves in media in general is cliffhangers that are just immediately followed up on, especially in series like this, where it's like, Oh, it's a cliffhanger mid series. So we're getting another episode in a week. Like it's going to be followed up on in seven days or whatever. It's not like, okay, we're ending the season on this. Now we're going to have to wait a whole year to find out if it actually happened. So I just feel like they could have played with our expectations a little bit more um, and drawn it out. Maybe if like, I still don't a hundred percent like that. Yes. She is like, she got shot in the first place. Uh, but if that is what you had to do, they could have done it in, I think, a bit better uh, of a way um, in the actual series. 100%. I think they could have just executed way better with that whole sequence. And just I'm hoping in episode five and six, maybe she turns the corner a bit and there's more of a role there for her. But right now, it's just kind of weird spot. Like we're just in a weird, weird spot with the series in general. I mean, her role from the start and then obviously her mom with Soren and Talos like you just have so many elements that I just don't think are getting properly addressed within the time frame that is given and then one of the biggest things with this series is that the reason why Gravik's doing all this is he wants to take over Earth for the Skrulls because you know the Skrulls no longer have a planet but they also haven't had a planet since the 90s essentially in Talos's big ideas, they're gonna just pull a new Asgard. They're just gonna get their own land 
from America or something. And I, I love just, him. I, ben yeah. Mendelsohn. I mean, shout out to him as an actor, but like, I love his. <laughs> the the conversation he has with like what's the plan in this episode and he's just like well you see what we're gonna do is <laughs> so we're gonna take down the bad guy and then go to the president and be like guess what like we saved the world that you didn't even know like it needed saving so give us like a, just give us a piece of land because I, I i don't know it's i guess sure like it worked for new asgard but do like does the globe just have like just like heaps of does this post endgame world just have like swaths of land that they, they can just like parcel off to whatever alien species needs it maybe maybe that will be the plot line in captain america brave new world that will be like oh they're all fight all these all these alien species are fighting to be on the head of the celestial the tiama from eternals they're all oh, just yeah. you know they're all just fighting for that land i guess but no, you're right. Like Ben Mendelsohn has been consistently great throughout this series. But I just had to like laugh at that whole like interaction just because I'm like, it would have been almost better if like, you know, just go to the president right now and be like, hey, you want to know a secret? We've been a secret spy network for how many years? And while the Avengers were doing the front facing things, we, we helped stop threats in london and you start like kind of recalling some of the mcu movements you you like sokovia like so you're recalling like age of ultron and far from home and you can basically kind of in a gentle way kind of say that in all these films that a scroll played a part in these films because nick fury used a network of scrolls and it wouldn't be a ginormous retcon in my opinion because it would just be adding into the universe's lore of like hey the these scrolls were around and fury used them to prevent all these threats and all these movies for sure no i mean it feels like uh talos may have like enough chips kind of stacked in his corner that he could he could do that i i don't know if this i mean the graphic situation obviously fairly pressing but I don't know if that is the thing that would like push it over the edge. Like it, like if you were to go to the president today and be like, yeah, like remember all of this stuff, like, as you said, London, Sokovia, all that we've been involved in everything. And the president go, you know, there's just one more thing you should do. And, and that would be take out gravity. Like, I just, I, I agree with you. I didn't even think about that. It does. Uh, it's, it makes sense, I guess, in, in the series. Um, but I just wish it, I don't know. It could have been I'm deeper. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels very surface level. Yeah, it just feels like the whole threat, the whole, I mean, you're just losing the paranoia aspect, I think. And it you sucks just, because yeah. we're getting great performances from, like like Ben Mendelsohn doing I this. Know. I'm like, dude, like this dialogue isn't great, but I love like just hearing your voice. Amelia, Amelia Clark has been fantastic in this. I think uh, Kingsley Benadir is like a great, a fantastic marvel villain i just wish they gave him more to do other than being the i need to reclaim my homeland like that's just like meh to me oh it's it's boring and honestly i would have liked it more if like gravik was like well you just abandoned us fury or something like there's just not like anything there like oh you took care of the avengers all these years but what about the people who actually helped you like like there's just not anything driving this that is making at least me as an audience member go oh my gosh i i really need to see nick fury beat these guys and like win this war in another aspect of this series that is quite questionable in my opinion because it's just like it's just not really adding up so far and it's like we're only four episodes in is that roadie is a scroll at least you know is it really Rhodey? We don't know. That's something that, once again, it's not clear. And I get what they're trying to do is they're trying to be like, oh, guess what? He He's a scroll. They're trying to like sort of do this fake out. But it's just not it's not hitting the same because we kind of don't have any concrete proof that he's actually a scroll. It's like there has the dialogue he's been doing. Everything's just been so off with that. Also, maybe it's a like, 
um, a symptom of just being so into the MCU world and covering it every single day as I do over the direct. But like, Rhodey can't be evil. He has a movie coming. Like that's like that's the thing for me yeah. is it's if we didn't know about Armor Wars, I'd be a little more oh like what's going on. But this turn, as you said, it feels like it happened so quickly. Like Rhodey was just in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Seemed like a pretty yeah. good guy there. Like, oh yeah, like that wasn't all that long ago, especially in universe that was not nearly as long as it was in the real world. So okay, so that means either they just it's either bad writing, or the real Rhodey is somewhere else and has been maybe captured by the scrolls. And even that I do find a little um uninteresting. I would have been like I I have a feeling if Secret Invasion was what you wanted to do, if Marvel Studios sitting there and going, okay, like we're planning this next however many things, start planting those seeds. Like start like, oh, like maybe Rhodey does have some like questionable conversations post endgame. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Like, oh, well, people maybe changed after endgame and this and that sure. and then and then falcon winter soldier can come around and there could be maybe another thing there it's like oh that's an okay that's that's weird and interesting and then maybe he pops up shang chi post credit or who knows yeah um and then now we can go wait whoa he's a scroll that makes a lot of sense whereas right now it just kind of feels like oh it almost feels like a different character like it just it yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel roady to me um and and I'm not sitting there with my mind like on the like in pieces going oh my god Rhodey's a scroll like I feel like that should be a huge deal like, it, it should be, be a huge reveal yeah. in this show that like hey guys like yes uh, not Don Cheadle's Rhodey but Rhodey dates back to the beginning of this franchise like he is one of the original MCU characters and guess what guys he's a scroll or at least this version of him is a scroll and I just it's it feels off. It doesn't quite a hundred percent make sense to me. And I don't know if it should, maybe in two weeks we'll be sitting here going, Oh my God, like that's why they did it. But right now I am a little perplexed. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And honestly, if we come by episode six and you know, the real roadie stands up and we see a whole war machine versus the scroll sequence, then we'll all probably shut up and be fine. But like until then, it's kind of hard to just take this, you know, at face value. And it's just sure. It's like we cover this world a lot, but it's like the whole armor wars announcement. If if you had this plan in secret invasion, I don't even know why you would have even announced armor wars because then you could have really kept this under wraps. And then that would have created more intrigue as well, because obviously like, with that, that's kind of a dead giveaway that there will be something that like changes or something. Uh, Rody will make it out of this, like somehow, yeah. some way. Like the Rody that we know, scroll or not, will appear going forward. And you're the whole Fury and Rody chat was just that. That was another one where it was like that whole scene. I was like, we're not covering anything new. It no. didn't feel like there was anything progressing there. Like, and it's almost frustrating because it's like you have Nick Fury, who's like this genius and stuff. And all he's doing is like, oh, drink this with me. And, you know, oh, yeah, all this. And like, there's no strategy there. But then, of course, they reveal oh, there was a liquid tracker and Rhodey's, you know, Rhodey ended up drinking a liquid tracker. And that, that I give them credit. That's that's a pretty neat little concept there. That that reminded me of something like a Mission Impossible would do, but the it was execution. not Mission Impossible execution exactly. No. Like it was it it's that is another one of those moments that on paper I'm sure looked like like this is our Mission Impossible moment. It's the pull off the mask. Oh my god, we were duped the whole time, but it it happened. And I was like, oh. Okay, and I don't think that's the reaction that they wanted. No, and you're not to bring up Mission Impossible again, but, you know, the whole mask off moments in these films are phenomenal moments. They're executed. Well, the, the thing that, yeah. and it's, 
it's hard to not bring up because Mission Impossible, top of mind, whatever, it's just coming out in theaters. But I do feel that they are genuinely good spy thrillers. And they something I said when we left, I went and saw Dead Reckoning last night um, at the time of recording, and I turned to my now wife and I said, something I think that these movies do really well is knowing exactly what the audience is going to think when they see something and then playing with those expectations. Whereas I feel like, this series pl- does that playing with the expectations at the end. It does the mask off. It does the big twist, but it hasn't really set me up as a viewer beforehand to like knock all those dominoes down. I'm just sitting there going, Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of, instead of freaking out, instead of being like I was at the beginning of mission possible fallout, where they have the whole fake TV sequence going on and the walls fall down, the lights turn out and it's like, what? Like, they they set up those dominoes and then they can they deserve that payoff no matter how ridiculous it is at the end whereas in this series they're just they just have one domino and it falls over and i'm kind of like oh well like that's that was a twist it feels very and not production value wise because i actually do have a feeling that this series like looks a lot better than i think some of the other mc streaming stuff yeah it it does feel very cinematic um from a production standpoint but it kind of like the closest comparison i can have to it is like it feels like a cable tv not like prestige cable like a nbc sort of drama esque thing like a i'm not going to deface the great name of Kiefer Sutherland but like it feels like a 24 and that's kind yeah. of it yeah no i i i i see I see your point and just depresses me honestly you know just when, when <laughs> you say it and like i that. feel like we are being very very low on the show i do want to say i am enjoying myself enough like it is good yeah <laughs> yeah i i want to be clear too it's like i am enjoying the show for what it is i just think my problem is my expectations for this one were sky high in the cast loaded stacked the concept super intriguing that it's for me it's been hard to not get a little down on it just because of my expectations i'll like fully admit we're just super high for this one and i just think there's just so many like little things they could have done to just make it a bit better so it's just been a little frustrating from that aspect but i i've enjoyed it it's not like as bad as you know everyone will make doom and gloom headlines about it, but it's not as bad it's as not book of boba yeah. fett no, no, but it's not Book of it's... Boba Fett. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's, and honestly, there there have been other episodes of Marvel TV that were have been way worse than this, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's what I yeah. think disappoints me the most. Of that is, there are so many elements of greatness here. Yeah. There are pe- the, there are the pieces for a ten out of ten. You have to watch this show in this series. The execution is just not there. Not at all. And it just makes me wonder, like, you know, if Christopher McQuarrie would have just, you know, buckled up and directed. Tom would never let him leave. Tom would. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But just, dude, could you imagine, you know, like we, 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 this is me just, you know, you're going to be like, Zach, are you drunk? But it's like, this is what we do. We do secret invasion. But then all of a sudden, Earth 838's Iron Man is Tom Cruise. And then, you know, we have McHugh directing. Put his name, yeah, you can have put yeah. his name at the beginning. You could say a Tom Cruise production, Marvel Studios sequel. <laughs> I would just love it where it would go like a Tom Cruise production. And then the next slide is a Kevin Feige production. And then <laughs> it goes Marvel Studios presents Secret Invasion, Dead Reckoning, or like just, you know, whatever they do but yeah no it it's hard not to compare some of these things and like uh another like aspect of this episode that i think they're trying to and this is like where I, this scene in particular i actually it was like savannah brought up a good point on last week's pod that this show does so much telling instead of just showing things that they're just constantly telling things when they should have just showed some of these things where when Fury's wife, Priscilla, is explaining that she basically stole this woman's identity that was dying 
But then basically this woman made a deal with her that like, hey, you're going to go off and live my life. You're going to age up. You're going to still go to my parents' house. You're going to do all these things. You're going to spend holidays with them. You're going to go get married. You're going to do all this stuff. Just lay me out at sea. I'm like, that's such an intriguing slash like almost scary concept. Uh, like that's to me. That was secret invasion, but they just decided to tell us that in a conversation. Like, could you imagine if that was like a cold opening? That would have been mind blowing. Yeah, it definitely would have had a HBO kind of feel to it. Um, just it's a cool idea. Um, that I really like. That I wish we hadn't gotten as a little conversation. I will say that I think that the chemistry between these two characters sitting at this table is real like i do like the i actually this is probably my highlight of the episode i do enjoy that this conversation happens and the back and forth i really it i don't know as schlocky as some of it can be i do and i do really like but as you said it is a lot of telling and not showing this could have been a very cool as you yeah beginning of the episode whoa oh my gosh nick fury has a wife let's learn about why she's a scroll and then we can jump in um and then she could this conversation would be a lot shorter she would be like hey remember why i'm doing this right and he can go yeah and we'll go yeah we know why she's doing it and it's crazy um also what i just want to know how this relationship starts not between nick fury and this woman but between his wife and the person she's impersonating like how do you become, I want to be someone's friend so close that on their dying bed, they can say, you know what? Here you go, Klein. Here's the keys to the kingdom. You can have this wonderful life. She seems to be fairly well off. I don't know what this woman did beforehand. Like, it's just, she's handing him keys to the, handing her keys to the kingdom saying, just, you know what? Don't hurt that Nick boy. Lay me out to see, make sure you go and have Sunday dinners or whatever. With you show parents. up to Thanksgiving. It just yeah. feels, it's, it's a very, very interesting idea that I wish I knew more about because I am kind of sitting here going, huh, what, yeah. what were you before this lady? One thing, were you just a scroll wand bandying about? Did she know that? Yeah. And how did that conversation, It there are a lot of questions I, that we'll never get answers to, but I am, I want them. I want to know. <laughs> Me too. I, it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those things, the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, darn, that would have been so cool. Like, that would have been so cool. But there's one thing that this series is doing that I think is pretty cool. And I think it's going to lead us into MCU 2024 really nice. And that is President Ritson is injured. He might be dead. Who knows? But you know what that means, Klein? President Thunderbolt Ross. Give me Harrison Ford, baby. We are on our way. We are. What is a Red Hulk? (laughs) His press tour is going to be iconic. I cannot wait for everyone to ask him these things and him just be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's just going to be like, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah, this is the kind of setting up when they had Ritson in here. One of the first things that got went to my mind uh, in this series was, isn't Thunderbolt Ross supposed to be president by the time Captain America comes out? Which, it, when this series started, was a year from then, and now it has been pushed, obviously, because of all the weird shuffling of release dates and all that over there. But so when they introduced Ritson, the whole time, every moment he's on screen, I'm like, one, this actor, hate to or love to hate him not a like he's just he's so annoying in everything he does um but i i do kind of enjoy it and i'm also thinking in my head this when's this guy gonna bite the dust or like be ousted or whatever because we gotta set up we thunderbolts coming um unless that movie is about his rise to president i don't know uh but he's uh i don't know not I feel like I can't speak right now. Um, <laughs> not longed for this world of of, of um, the the chief and what's the what do you guys say, commander in chief down there? I'm commander Canadian. In chief. I don't. Yes, yeah. he's not longed for the Oval Office. Yeah, no, he 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 isn't. 
And I I honestly can't wait to see how they do Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, to get him into president, I would not be shocked if this series maybe ends with just a CNN headline or something that says, you know, President Ross sworn in, just something simple, like a little ticker type thing. So it's not like Thunder central focus. President Ross sworn in. <laughs> Val's right next to him or whatever. I mean, oh, like you, man. Just have, you just have that That's whole That's a setup. question I had for you because I've been very, I don't know, shocked that we have not gotten any Julie Louis Dreyfus in this series. Me too. Um, at least Me yet. Too. I, I was going to ask, do you think by the end of this, we got two more episodes, do you think we see her uh, before Secret Invasion is said and done? There was a part of me thinking that she would be a perfect post-credit scene, that she would be a perfect post-credit scene of like Nick Fury goes into one of these like diners or pubs and he's just sitting. I just want to see her just... and SLJ interact. Yeah, like, like that's a Nick Fury and Val in like they are kind of opposite, like polar opposites in this universe. And I just I want to see those conversations happen. Totally. And I am just, I, I hope it happens. But to me, I felt like she would be a post credit. But then the more I thought about, it, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll just do a Marvel's type post credit scene where he just goes up to Saber and he's like, Monica Rambo, blah, 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 blah. I haven't seen you since you were young. Da, 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 da. And, you know, just that's your post credit for Secret Invasion. Or, you know, it could be something else entirely. But I am banking on at least like one kind of credit scene to end these six episodes with. So I would feel like if Val were to show up, it would be then. But then again, I mean, there's nothing stopping her from showing up. That's another example. She could have shown up in any of these episodes. I mean, she would have been great up against Olivia Coleman, Sonia Fowlsworth. I mean, she would have been in that perfect you know, world, Ben Mendelssohn's Talos. I mean, I, I really think she could have been a big part of this series if they could have just found a way to tie it in because I'm pretty sure she's running the CIA in the MCU right now. Yeah, no, she definitely is. Um, And this could have been a, while we've gotten hints at her maybe nefarious leanings, Um, she's not, I think, the most true hero uh, in the MCU. Her involvement in Secret Invasion, I think, could have been the real, like, kick in the butt into full-on, like, oh, no, she's, like, evil now. Yeah. Um, because, like, she could see, whoa, all these people, including, might I add, her former husband, Martin Freeman, yeah. was a Skrull. Or, and there's a bunch of Skrulls here, there, and everywhere. And I think that could have been a good way to uh, potentially push her into that more, like, he 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 super villain like okay now uh, the it's the whole thanos thing okay i'll do this myself yeah um sort of sort of idea and even with that though it's like the everett ross thing it's like do we know if, if he was like truly a scroll i mean that's yeah. the thing that what i'm worried about yeah. is every single character we know that has been revealed to be a scroll or will be revealed to be a scroll throughout this series is just back by the end of the show because we find oh. their real versions. And then, you know what? Then this series is a waste. And yeah. I hate that because Secret Invasion is, as you said, one of an iconic comic story. It's been such a big, hyped-up thing. And I want to see Marvel Studios. We've gotten hints of it, but I want to see Marvel Studios really commit with one of these Disney Plus series and make it essential viewing. Yeah. Nothing so far, I think, has been. I would say the closest has probably been, I guess, Loki because of the Kang of it all. Uh, but even now, that's like completely up in the air because of the whole Jonathan, Jonathan Majors situation. I would say Mar or Miss Marvel might be close to that because it's introducing a brand new character that's now going to be in Captain Marvel 2. But I bet you when we sit down to Captain Marvel 2, they do a fantastic job of telling you who Miss Marvel is and why she matters in a quick little scene. And then it makes no one want to go and sit and watch Miss Marvel. Like that's just something that hmm. this studio has not done yet is made these these feel like side stories. These don't feel sure. like yeah. main line. You have to sit down and watch this Marvel stuff. People sat down and watched WandaVision because that was the promise. 
we get a new Captain America at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I found a lot of that whole series to be kind of unnecessary, except for the final 10 minutes. But it it's just, it's frustrating. And so when a secret invasion is announced, I'm sitting here going, okay, this is the one. And leading into it, this is the one. This is going to be essential because Secret Invasion is not a tiny story in the comics. It's a big deal, yeah. even though I haven't read it. Um, but it's it is a big kind of universe altering thing, and there's repercussions going forward because of it. So I thought, you know, maybe this is how they they get I don't Mary and Sue front porch down the hall in my apartment building or whatever who will go and see the movies in theaters, but they're not going to subscribe to Disney Plus to watch like this supplemental content. Uh, and if everyone if everything is basically erased by the end of this, then it's like, well. There's another major storyline that you just squandered. You can't redo Secret Invasion. You, yeah, you can't go back. You can't, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. I mean, which sucks because, I mean, I, I said this on the last week podcast is Secret Invasion could have been an entire saga with the right planning. Or at least a phase. Like, yeah, a, like a phase. A whole, yeah. Like a couple, I don't know, a couple years of movies and tv series where everything is relating to secret invasion and maybe it's not 100 percent dealing with the scrolls and every single property but it everything's tying back to that and people are yeah. going to reveal the scrolls and and this and this and this leading to some i would call yeah as you mentioned earlier like captain america's civil war pseudo avengers thing if not an avengers movie of its own that is avengers secret invasion that like that very easily could have been done. Yeah. And it's just, that's to me where it gets a bit frustrating is that that just could have been, could have been the path. And I think what's concerning to me, Klein is the upcoming Marvel Disney plus series. They're really after secret invasion. There is nothing that is in my opinion so far, that is going to be that essential viewing for new for new uh, just regular old Disney Plus subscribers. Because if you think about it, you have low-key season two, that's going to be for people who watched low-key season one. Then you have Echo, which is being dropped on the same day, also was one of those series when it was greenlit. A lot of people were like, wow, this is being greenlit. Like it was just a shock. And then you have like Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which is going to be a WandaVision season two type show. And you just have some of these just coming up where I think the closest thing you'd have would be Daredevil. But even then, you're introducing Daredevil in a Disney Plus series. I mean, he was in Spider-Man No Way Home. But like if it was a Daredevil movie, people would go, oh, my God, this is important. I need to get out there and see it. It's a Disney Plus series that will run like 18 weeks, 16 weeks, 16 weeks. Yeah, there's 16 episodes. but. I thought it was I, 18. I, is it 18? Okay. Like I think, it's I don't know. That to me feels like it could be the next one, but I also don't know if the introduction of Daredevil into the MCU for us fans gets excited, but for my dad who will go and see a Captain America movie or whatever, like I don't think he's going to like sit down and turn on Charlie Cox's Daredevil unless it's amazing. Yeah. But I think the one advantage of 18 episodes will be they have 18 cracks at making it amazing. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I do where I that does feel intentional. And that's something that I, I preach on every show that I do and in all of my writing and stuff like that is one of the things that streaming allows you to do is you're not stuck to a 24 episode order from NBC, ABC, Fox, whatever. Like you can do whatever the story warrants. So that 18 episode thing does seem quite large to me at this point but if that's what the story deems necessary sure do it i wish they would play around with those episode um or season lengths on disney plus a little bit more because they kind of have gotten into this eight and six i think Andor did a good job last year it was announced as 12 i said why is it 12 episodes that's so many and then it made sense why it was 12 at the end I, you tony gilroy and everyone they proved me wrong. They showed me yeah. why it had to be 12 episodes. So maybe the 18 makes sense. You could have done more with uh, Secret Invasion to tie it all back into this. I th- think six might be a little lean um, when it comes to when it comes to a story of this size, but that might just be me. 
we're gonna have to do a really nerdy podcast on here. We're gonna have to maybe invite TCR on as well, oh and we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> we're gonna have to do it where if you're starting Marvel Disney Plus series, like if we had to restart them all, how yeah, many episodes clean. should WandaVision be? How many episodes should Loki be? And we just go through all the series that have been announced <laughs> or have already happened and be like, well, should Hawkeye have been more than six or should it have been less? Or, you know, we could, we could just do that for an entire episode. I always forget about Hawkeye. Was, I enjoy, I did like, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I don't think it was, I think as essential viewing as some may have wanted it to be, but I, I really liked it. It was good. I, I think I think they did well on that one. I think the Christmas, you know, Christmas slash Kate Bishop, everyone. Haley, yeah, Haley Steinfeld yeah. does a lot for her. <laughs> like, like yeah, she can, yeah, she can yeah. carry a lot. Yeah, her and Florence Pugh in that series. Yeah, great. And then in the final moments of this episode of Secret Invasion, we, we get the big moment. We get Gravik kills Talos. And man, I just... It sucks because also it's like, I don't want to see Talos die, but also it's like, ugh, I just, you know, it's like, I get it. It makes us hate graphic more, but also I'm just so conflicted with it, man. I'm just, it's so conflicting. It's just, it makes me upset because I love Ben Mendelsohn. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, I, want, I want more of him. Like, I think they, it's weird. Like, I think they did their jobs. Like we're upset. But like, also, there's a part where I'm like, man, I would have really liked Talos to have seen this through. You and know. I think something that is interesting about this death is none of us, neither of us here, have mentioned that this is the reveal that aliens are a moss. Yes, and I don't feel like it hits that at all. No. It is He's turning into the scroll. You see the people go, oh, my God, it's an alien. Take him down. And Nick yeah. Fury goes, no, 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 no. Like, he's with us. Hold your fire. I, ha I, I feel like that should have been a bigger moment, a bigger deal. Because that is like, I don't want to compare it to the real world because this world has seen aliens and this and this and this and this and this. But, like, these are people who look like you. Or scrolls, they look like you, they sound like you, they can be you, and they're walking among you. This should have been the like this is the secret invasion moment. The oh my god, like the world has been invaded secretly. Haha, <laughs> nice. Um, but <laughs> it's it doesn't hit that at all for me. I am just left there sitting, going, No, like I don't want Talos to die. I'm not yeah. sitting here sad crying like when one of my favorite Game of Thrones characters gets killed or to bring it back to a series from earlier this year when the last of us a character that you love dies or whatever um i'm just more sitting there going oh like that just that i just i wanted more of him um i'm not going man like i am emotionally broken up about this character dying it's more i want to see more of ben mendelson i know and that's how i feel too i just you know it just I wanted to see more of Ben Mendelsohn and I wanted to see this through in a way I didn't. And you're right. I just think they have not done a good job with the paranoia. There, there should be paranoia. I mean, like this, this I'm hoping episode five starts off with some genuine paranoia. Now that but we only some... have an hour, 90 minutes left in this show. Yeah. Right? So you're going to start even. the paranoia 66, two thirds of the way through. Like yeah. that's not, it should have been, again, people are gonna, who are listening are going to be like, why they keep bringing up Mission Impossible. Something those movies do really well is like, hey, you're going to be on the edge of your seat the whole time, and it starts from second one every single time. No matter how slow or fast that start is, the paranoia, the intrigue, the your heart beating faster and faster, from the second the Paramount logo hits, it is on, it is going, the ball is rolling. You can't do a secret invasion show and have me not really like on the edge of my seat until episode five. That's just not like that's not okay. You can't you can't wait till the penultimate episode to do this. I mean, you can't. Yeah. So I am like, I would like it to give me some paranoia. I love that. I live for that. But also, is it too little too late? 
I think it is. And it's sad to say, because as I said in this episode, this was one of the Disney Plus series I was looking forward to, looking forward to the most. And it's just such a shame that, you know, we have two episodes left and I'm sort of in this kind of mode, Klein, where I'm like, eh, I hope it ends well. On to Ahsoka. Like, it's just, it sucks. That's not how this should be. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree with you. Um, This could have, it could have been great. And as we've said a few times, it's just good. Yeah. And good is fine. Good sure. Is, good is great. Um, but, but good isn't, I think, good enough, especially for where this franchise currently sits in the minds of a lot of people. I I know that Disney can't control what the general public feels leading into these things. These things are years in the making and all of that. But you look at where the franchise is right now. Yeah, we just had a hit with Guardians of the Galaxy. People love that. They said it's the best marvel thing really since endgame but other than that it's been disappointing we had ant-man earlier in the year we got black panther last year but that felt more like a funeral i don't know if yeah funeral than it was in an my actual opinion. movie which i think it works in that way but i also i don't feel as though it hit the highs of the first film or really anything post endgame i really think the last time that like the Marvel thing was in good graces with just about everyone was Spider-Man probably. And then before that was Shang-Chi other Sp than that. Spider-Man Shang-Chi would give a little nod to WandaVision at least just because yeah. I think that's I'm trying started, in my head. Yeah. WandaVision was before. Yeah. WandaVision was before Shang-Chi. So. WandaVision kind of kickstarted phase four and everyone was like, Ooh, okay. Okay. And then, you know, the on. But even that, that ended on a bit of a. Yeah. Thud? It, like, the expectations it, it, were not. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Definitely. I'll give you that. And before we dive into scroll of the week, I want to just mention that if you want to support this podcast, you can visit boardwalktimes.store and you can buy some of the greatest merch in the multiverse. And. Marvel Studios fans will love our Infigi We Trust tee, and we're also working on some more MCU-inspired designs. Those are all coming soon. We might even, you know, this is a podcast exclusive. We might even have a Scroll Season shirt coming out soon. So if, awesome. if you know, if if you're listening to this pod and you're a fan of Secret Invasion, or if you're a fan of just the podcast Scroll Season, or if you're a fan of the comic book run of Secret Invasion. That shirt is going to be for you. So that's a little scoop here. We're trying to get that one out here soon. But if you haven't yet, go visit BoardwalkTimes.store. You'll really enjoy it. I'm, I am looking forward. I have not gotten any Boardwalk Times stuff yet. When you guys launched the store, I was very excited. And But wedding and everything, it eats those things. They're expensive. They eat up the bank account. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks here, when the, when the checks start coming... It is. I I will be ordering from Boardwalk Times. I can't wait. I'm excited to see what this scroll season shirt looks like. You just made my day. Yeah, I'm trying to get the scroll season one out. Trying to get that one out for you know. I think people will like it. Um, trying to get that one out, and I thank you for you know, yeah, supporting the store and stuff. So that's that's great with that as well. That's something we're trying to build up. Trying to build it up. But now, Klein, this is our final segment in the show and it's something we've been doing specifically for scroll season it's scroll of the week it's pretty self-explanatory it's who who was your scroll of the week so i'll let you kick us off who who was your scroll of the week klein oh man um i feel bad because her name is just like disappeared from my head but i'm gonna have to give it i think to nick fury's wife here i think that 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 the, yeah. the interaction between the two of them was my highlight of the episode uh i like um i like their back and forth at the table even though some of the dialogue was just kind of okay and i think that she is an interesting character i have some seen some dialogue online talking about like wait he, they've been married and we don't know about it and this and that. Nick Fury is a secretive guy. It does not yeah. surprise me that he had a secret wife 
hidden away. Um, it surprised me that she's a scrawl. I think that is really, really interesting. And that's something that maybe as we finish out the series and that sort of thing, I think can be explored a little bit more because it does really tell you it adds to why Nick Fury is as loyal to these green alien men and women uh, as he is. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to give it to her. Thought she shot him, thought he shot her. Yeah. Uh, but like that, that was a cool scene. I think like that is one of the instances of where like the cool factor in the series did work. Um, the bang and the cut and all that. So yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Nick Fury's wife. Good one. Good choice. I, I'm going with, you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to honestly just give this one to Talos. Just gonna, yeah. you know, just, Shout out. you know, RIP, you, you, he's done, you know. Looked looked absolutely disgusting with the half Ben Mendelsohn face, half Skrull face. Did not like that one bit. Yeah, no, they they definitely found a way to do that. And but it's like, I'll, I give them credit. Their, their visual effects in the series have been pretty sharp at least for the scrolls and stuff. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, I think that was a common criticism in a lot of these um, films and Disney plus series. I think I'll give them their props. I think they're doing really well on that level right now, but yeah, I'm going to just give it to Talos. I'm curious who will be my scroll of the week for the next two weeks, because it doesn't feel like we have that many more reveals to go. I don't really want to, didn't want to give it to Rody. Nick Fury's a scroll. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh man, is that Val? Is she a scroll? You know, it's like I I'm I'm just waiting for more. Um, you know, we need we need more. We need more of uh I I, I just thought we were gonna have more scrolls to choose from, you know, yeah. for scroll of the week. Yeah, when I for came sure. up with this segment, I thought for we sure. were gonna have a ton of scrolls. Yeah, I mean it's the first mcu crossover series so there's we're there's still potential i guess like there we could still get a who knows bucky as a scroll like i hey. have no idea hey i would love it if they just opened the fire hose in the last two episodes i mean yeah. and it's just like everyone you've known and loved scroll yeah everyone's like wait why is he here why what, what's she doing here you know it just becomes like a big mc alive again he's a scroll yeah just just maria hill also scroll just yeah they could be doing so much and they just kevin feige scroll <laughs> i could see it she hulk not a scroll but she's green you know she's just, close kind of she's, she's close <laughs> just she's an honorary member yeah honorary member of her species you know yeah. just something like that no i i i'm very curious to see how this wraps up in the next two weeks um should be exciting and yeah i just hope it ends well man i just hope it ends well me too me too that is something that um even the best of these MCU series has failed to land the plane on is an ending. Um, I think Loki was the only one really that really nailed the the end of that series. Yeah. So give me like land the plane because if they, if it continues at the pace it's at, I mean, we just spent, I'm trying to look like just about an hour basically tearing this apart. If it ends the way that it's going, I'm not going to be too upset. I am kind of like, I think, as we said, it's good. It is a seven out of 10 kind of yeah. like turn on. And if you want like a diet and or like this is there, <laughs> like this, if you want someone to fill that void left behind by the beautiful Diego Luna, like this is the way you can do it. Um, but I would, yeah, just land the plane. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's finish it off. Make it good. Maybe these last two episodes are the best of the series. We can only hope. And Klein, I can't thank you enough for coming on the pod today. But before I hit my outro, I have to ask for all the listeners out there, where can they follow you online and where can they read some of your stuff? Well, now, okay. So roll out the red carpet. Let's go. You can follow me everywhere. Um, I'm at the Kleinfeld. That's T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. Twitter, Instagram, threads. I guess. Mm, yeah. uh, and as you mentioned off the top, I am a member of Reckless Rebellion. We are a Star Wars podcast. If you like what you hear here and you like the world of Star Wars, come on over. We are just bonkers. We are 
crazy. We are wild. Just some crazy, funny dudes. Um, And I also host a video game podcast very similar to this called Controller Club. If you like the world of gaming, head on over. It's me and two capital J journalists. I'm just riding their coattails. And we talk about everything in the world of gaming once a week. Awesome. Awesome. And Klein, we'll have to have you come back on this podcast soon and also get you on some of our other podcasts within the Boardwalk Times podcast network. I forgot. Also the direct.com. I'm the senior editor there. So I should probably <laughs> enter that. Um, yeah. Direct.com. All the, every, like all the news about the universes you love. I'm glad you got in the direct plug because I mean, you have had some of your fellow colleagues on this podcast, the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, you have to get the Savannah get, Sanders might like, hunt me down in the street. If I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Richard Nebbins is going to be really upset if you did not put in the direct.com plug, you know, he hits it every time client. I know that's why they call him the machine. Okay. Yep. What he does is art. I'm just like trying out. He just trying to do my best out here. Oh, stop. You're great. You're great, man. And Everyone does a podcast on Marvel. Everyone talks about the latest episode. If you're listening to this pod and you enjoy my commentary and my guests' commentary, please share with a few friends. It truly means a lot and it helps us out. We have more episodes on the way, so follow and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. We will also be covering Loki Season 2, Echo, The Marvels, and whatever else Marvel Studios throws at us in 2023, on top of even more bonus episodes, which will include previews, rankings, drafts, deep dives, and more. For more Marvel content, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.